Bridges puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. What's up, guys? That's a little bit different. Me introducing the podcast, but we're here. We're back from our Western New York studios. Got some uh, interesting stuff for you guys. We got a couple of uh, um, best teams right now in the league, so it's gonna be a little, little fun, quick episode right here for you. Thought we'd switch it up from Thomas. You know, Thomas is real energetic when he opens up the podcast and everything. You know, I'm I just excited. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm excited to be on too, but I'm just, I'm just taking a little bit of a chill approach to it. Just welcoming. Like, I like it. It's like we're sitting with you guys in your homes or wherever yeah. you listen. Yeah. We're just there with you. It's different. Different yeah. vibe now. Yeah, exactly. You feel good, though? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you feel yeah. ready to go? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. whatever you're doing, you're riding in your car, you're in your house listening, whatever, you know. I know Lusinski's listening. It's like we're with you, man. We're right there. Lusinski, hope the, uh, the kids are well. Yeah, definitely. All three of them. You know, maybe Mr. Baker's listening. He's getting his dog May 8th. Yeah. Oh, him and the pup listening. Yes. Nice. Maybe. Nice. No, I bet you he's riding around his car. His caddy? Yeah, his caddy. Riding around the caddy. We gotta get Bakes on. He's chilling. Bakes, if you hear this, you're coming on at some point. We said this every episode, dude. You get no response. He, I think he's dodging the NBA Cause, talk cause that I got for him. He, he hears it. He listens to us. He knows. Yeah. All yeah. Right, let's go, go to uh, number one. First thing we want to talk about. We'll touch on it a little bit. Um, big, big news. I mean, just... It, just Bigger than anything that I've ever, that I've ever heard in sports, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. Huge, huge news, earth shattering. Now, me, I'm an Eagles fan, but like, I'm gonna stand up for the Cowboys real quick here. I've been seeing like a little bit of hate about this pickup, but I mean, I kind of like it for them. It's a good backup quarterback, it's decent value. Signed him for three million dollars. Decent starter, just never really. Had a thing around him, honestly. He, He's my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. He got us into the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I get what you're coming I just from. saw that, that great thing, He um, that timeline, when he, he you know, he threw that pass to Boyd, eliminated the Ravens, Bills got in, um, and then we ended, that night they Buffalo raised $412,000 for his uh, charity, and eventually it ended up getting up more. But just that night alone, the Bills market was sending checks and money to uh, to their organization, and I remember the the lady who's in charge of it. They did a segment on her, and she was like, "Yeah, I get all the alerts like on my phone through my email, like when someone donates." And she said her phone was just going crazy that whole night, and it was all from people from Western New York. And then I remember he came for a preseason game, and I mean, when when do you go into a opponent's stadium and you get a standing yeah ovation? standing up? I remember I was at that game. I think I was too. Um, yeah. That was one of the first preseason games too, and uh, you know that was like a really really fun environment. Like, uh, you know, it's a preseason game; nobody really cares, but you know. everyone wanted to go to cheer on Andy yes, Dalton. Yes, yes, <laughs> and then they all left. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were talking about this like right before we got on, and um, Thomas was saying like their backup quarterback was who? Cooper Rush. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that dude is. Fifty five overall in Madden. What uh, school did he go to? Do you know? Exactly. No. So, I, I mean, look it up. if you get a value uh, backup like Andy Dalton, I feel like that's a really good uh, thing to do. Like, there's a ton of teams that just drafted uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, to be their backup. Central Michigan. 
Oh, okay. It's a cool name, actually. Cooper Rush. I was about to say that. It's a football name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a football name. Um, but, you know, Bill's got Jake Fromm. The New York Jets just got uh, James Morgan. Um, what other teams? Jacob Easton to the Colts. Yep. He'll eventually take over, probably. Um, and then the Eagles, obviously, with uh, with Hurts. So, I feel like getting a good value backup uh, for, you know, a cemented starter and Dak, who's expecting a lot of money. I feel like it's smart to go out and get a backup like this. Why do, I don't get why people are upset. They're like, oh, you paid... Andy Dunn, but he won't pay Dak. He paid him $3 million. Yeah. If Dak costs $3 million, they'd pay him. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Um, Derry Jones finds $3 million in his car what is, in between the seats. What does Dak think Dak is worth? He thinks he's worth like 34 right? 40 Yeah. I mean, that was 40. It's negotiations. Yeah. Again, he's going to aim high, and it's it's the art of the deal. Which is incredible. I, I, he's a, he's good, okay? Good. I'm not going to say that I agree. he's bad. He's good. But I don't think that he should be the highest-paid quarterback, highest-paid player in the NFL. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes who should be the highest-paid, but I don't know if he should be the second or third highest-paid. I don't think that he put that enough, uh, put list. Though, when you see that list of like the highest, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't go in order of how. Big no, you are. that's true. That's true. It's weird. And like that's my point. Like I'm not like just because I'm an Eagles fan. Like that's not why I don't think Dak should get paid. I just he's good. I yeah. just don't think he's that good. And for all those people like. Oh, he's won a playoff game, and your quarterback Carson Wentz hasn't. Lamar Jackson hasn't won a playoff game either. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I mean, you can't just value the goodness of a player just based off of a playoff win. The only thing that adds value, that adds like some more dollars to his paycheck, is the fact that he is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. That's the only true. thing. Very true. I mean, if he was, let's say, I'll throw a number out there. Let's say if he was on any other team, a smaller market team, let's say Buffalo. If you got paid twenty seven million dollars here, you probably add five or six million for being the Cowboys quarterback. It's 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 just it's a real thing. You will get paid a little bit more extra, but now he's not he's not four million dollars and no one no one really believes that. I don't believe it. I know us three don't. Lusinski doesn't. And Cowboys Lusinski, fans might. I sure think they, they do. do. I mean I don't know. I don't think I don't know if they would they love that though if they paid him that much money. Well yeah, who they else shouldn't pay? Like, if, are you kidding me? If you're an average football fan maybe, but if you really are somebody who pays attention to like how the cap works and everything, and who you, else you have to pay other than the quarterback? No, you don't love it because pretty soon they're going to be locked up in cap. Yeah, there's so many other vital players to that organization that they need to lock up. Especially like how their roster is like set up right now. They have really, I mean, they, who did they just get in the draft? They got CD Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Diggs, right? Trayvon Diggs. For their the secondary, center. but like they're. Roster is set up so that it's really just the front seven who they're who they're paying right now, and they're not going to be able to pay all, all like all of them. Um, and then it's Smith early, and then it's their skill guys at uh, on offense, and they lost a lot of offensive linemen. So if you're going to pay Dak that much, I feel like you got to like maybe like cut some people off. Like it's going to be one of those line. It's going to be one of the linebackers. I can guarantee that is they're going to have to choose one of those linebackers to pick and then maybe just pick up another guy in the draft. And in my opinion, like, say you let Dak walk and you value all the other guys and you get to pay all the other guys, and say you stick with Andy Dalton, that's not a big drop-off, honestly. Mm -hmm. I feel like Andy Dalton could probably go in there and do the same that Dak has done. But the thing is, is if, I guess, I think the thing is, if Dak's going to get that money, they're going to think he's good enough to win without those other guys, right? He's so, a quarterback but, that'll he won't he's not going to win you a game, but he won't lose you a game. That's who Dak is. He's I not going to lose you a game. Well, he'll keep you in a game. He needs help. Yeah, he needs a lot of yeah. help. I don't think he can win you a game down the stretch, though. 
No, when, but when you right when you need a drive, you need a guy to you know you need your quarterback to put the team on their shoulders like Wentz did later in the year. He's I not just, that guy. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's just that's not even me being like a like a thing where it's like oh I hate the Cowboys, I hate Dak. Like he's good, but he's not great. I don't. He's not worth that money. One thing I'm pretty surprised about with the signing is um, that he didn't go to the Patriots. Who's right, that? Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have. They're all in on Jared Sidham, I've heard. Or I've seen. I mean, granted, I'm not an insider. Why not, though? You're right. What's wrong I with mean, that? I mean, he still has the veteran, Brian Hoyer, who's been in the league since forever, um, you know, mentoring him, basically. I mean, he sat behind Brady for a year. But, uh, I mean, if they're going to be all in on Sidham, I don't mind it. But I just don't think that he's really that guy you know i don't think that he's gonna be able to lead the franchise out of the brady era it's interesting they they were there was a, a story out on stedham um i can't remember who wrote it i don't i don't think it was the athletic but it was a it was a good um story it might have been uh usa i don't know but they were talking about him and how he um in college he had a good year then everyone left and he didn't have ads great every year he dropped in the draft they picked him and the obviously the Patriots, it's almost like they refuse to draft a first-round quarterback. Yeah. It's just kind of maybe Bill Belichick saying, I'm smart, I can get someone in the later rounds. Right. Like a Jimmy Garoppolo, look mm-hmm. at Brissette, look at all these guys. So maybe, I mean, maybe they, they're really that high on him. Let him play this year. Yeah. And I'm, see what you got. I think them. And what if you strike gold? Also, yeah. like, also what you say is Bill Belichick's smart. And I feel like he would have drafted a quarterback if he felt like Jared Sidham couldn't go in and do the job. So I feel like. The Patriots are one of the few teams who can just pull something like this off. True. It's like, you know, we can run with this guy. This guy yeah. he, and also, he sat behind Tom Brady last year. Yeah. So, he definitely picked up a lot there. So When Brady got suspended, they were 4-0 with the other two quarterbacks. And they those weren't really that close of games. You know, I mean, was it the hardest four games ever? I mean, they played the Dolphins. They played the Texans. They played actually, us when we weren't good. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, they can win without quarterbacks. It's tough to win games in the NFL, especially with a guy who hasn't been your quarterback for the past 17 years uh, at that time. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like if they think that Stidham's the guy then um, and they're confident in him, then, you know, all power to him. I feel like they're still going to win a couple games this year, you know, you, close games. you got to have some of those targets stepping up, though. you got to have Julian Edelman to have a big year. you got to have Nikhil Harry to have a big leap. And you got to have Sony Michelle to have a better year than he did last year. And Sunu. And Sanu, yeah, I forgot about Sanu. And you even have, um, what's the dude used to play for the Bills? Chris Hogan. Yeah. Chris Hogan, oh, he, yeah. He, no, he went to Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, no. you, I, I was thinking that right when I said the name. No, he's gone. So I'm 0 for 2 for that. I didn't know. Yeah. Moving um, a little bit in the past. Was no, but I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, you got to have guys step up yes. for him to be successful. And really, like the, there, there was the argument last year that Brady didn't have that many weapons. I mean, they went out and got Nikhil Harry in the first round. And he was promising. Hurt. Yeah, he was hurt a lot. But like, and he couldn't separate. Yeah, down the stretch, I mean, I feel like he could have been an, uh, like the number two option on that team, and then they trade for Sanu late in the year. He, he didn't perform well. Yeah, and the, but the the argument of, you know, they don't try to surround him with weapons is kind of moot because they went out and traded for Sanu. Like, they're at least attempting to go and get him something. Yeah. And then Sony Michelle... They, they tried, but it didn't work out. They still have yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I mean, but... You know he could succeed with guys like James White. I mean James White won them the Super Bowl basically, like in the in the in the overtime, um, and uh, he's he's had guys like that his entire career. So I feel like you know that argument was a little bit 
again, I think it was moot because they actually attempted to try out and uh, go go get guys like Sanu and uh, Harry in the first round, but obviously it didn't work out this year. I'm a little, like I'm half and half between. I get what you're saying, and yeah, they tried, but the thing is, is that it ultimately it ultimately didn't work. So I mean, you can try all you want, but if it doesn't work, yeah, and you gotta. Yeah, I'm expecting Michelle to have a bounce back here. Me I, too. Like, like you said, he performed terribly on our this fan, year. On fantasy team. He wasn't happy with. Them. Yeah, I wasn't. I shipped him off. But that's not the only reason why I think he didn't really perform. I just didn't. One other thing uh, about yeah. their draft was they picked up uh, Kyle Duggar, who I was really high on. Um, I thought that the Bills were gonna nab him in the second round, but. Patriots, who had a little bit of an earlier pick, uh, ended up getting him. And I think that he's a really good athlete. He's going to add a lot of versatility to their defense. You got and you got some good veteran safeties that he can learn after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the McCourty brothers. Yeah, are exactly. One example, and um, you know he's just going to be a really good athlete on that defense. And I really think that it's going to be a lot like last year, where their defense is going to win them a lot of games. But the problem is, is that the defense is literally going to be on the field all game. Like, I think it's just going to be, without Brady, it's just going to be full of three and outs and, you know, just like short drives like that. I don't think that that defense can withstand that type of, you know, pressure, like having to play the entire game on the field. And I feel like that's what's going to lose them games a little bit. No defense can. True. And especially with, like, how long and how much of a grind the NFL season is, there's going to be wear and tear. There's going to be injuries if the defense is on the field that long. I know the Eagles had some issues with that a couple years ago. Defense was on the field so much, and it was just like guys are getting frustrated. You're guys like Fletcher Cox just being openly, like, frustrated. It is frustrating. Mm-hmm. you got to play 16 games a season, and you're just getting so much wear and tear, especially on the defensive side where you're really putting your body on the line. And, yeah, it's just tough. So, Patriots going to have a tough time. But I think I hope they do. If, if any team can pull it off, I think it's them. Yeah. Like, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about, like, predictions and stuff like that. And I think we had them, like, 8-8 eight and eight or something like that. Some around there. Lower. Yeah, lower. Maybe 7 nine or 6 they had the most. They had the most defensive touchdowns last year and the most takeaways. I think that they still have a pretty good shot. If, you know, they can still get three points-ish, like, once they get a takeaway or something like that, I still feel like they're going to be able to win games because that defense is just so suffocating. There's a lot of problems that the quarterback solves. You have the right True. one. There's a lot of sol- problems mm-hmm. that could get solved. Patriots are going to be a hard team to get a read on until the season starts. See them get rolling a little bit. I wonder how no, maybe no OTAs will affect them too. That could be another thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, today I was um, I was driving around and it was um, it was nice here in Western New York. It was like 65, 70 degrees um, in some places. I was driving around with the windows down. It was a nice Me too. day. Me too. And. It, it reminded me of a, just a random day in, in, like, June, like a June 11th, just a nice day. And I wanted to come back at 7 o'clock and turn on the, the, the Yankee game and watch. And I just, it was today where I really, really miss sports. I really miss sports mm-hmm. so like, much. And like when it, we started this, we started this before all this happened, you know, I was expecting they'll talk some baseball, you know, because the games happen every day. There's always something to talk about. Would have been the Heat in the NBA playoffs. Talk so about the big time NBA, NBA playoffs. Talk about hockey a little bit. And, God, the, the time we decide to start a podcast, <laughs> we start it when the coronavirus happens. But, no, I, I just miss sports, and I, and I hope they come back soon. I wonder at what point will they'll say, all right, we, we, we got to start it up. 
maybe with no fans, but I hope it does soon because I, I really miss sports. And it's that's a great um, showing of, all right, we're coming, we're going back to normal. America's coming back to normal. That's a great visual for, all right, we're coming back. I just really, I just really miss it. I feel like it's going to take a little bit of time, though. Um, Definitely for fans to be there. Yeah, to, to return to like complete normalcy, I feel like it's going to take a little bit longer than we're hoping. You know, I'm thinking, like, we're hoping beginning of August, like, especially with summer starting up right now, people are going to want to get out of the house, and especially when the weather's getting nice, I they feel like... They say the virus doesn't last as long in, like, the heat. They're right, saying and the that's heat, what we're going to They're saying the heat, the virus, like, on like on objects, it lasts, like, less than a minute, and then mm-hmm. it's dead because yeah. of the heat. So, so, I don't know. I just, I just hope that go back to normal because I, I miss sports mm-hmm. i mean look how desperate people are for new sports the, the draft killed ratings the last dance if people are watching that like crazy people are just dying for something yeah oh, i just i just hope it comes back we um we made like a, a few lists what what did you guys make over there you guys were doing something with um uh, d- didn't you want to ask that question first before we got into it but we got all nba first and second teams for you oh, guys oh yeah so i was gonna raise the issue of um you know, obviously the last dance is bringing out, you know, for people that were alive, um, people that I've talked to, they're like people are older than us, like, um, you know, Lusinski's age, um, people my dad's age have talked about, they're like, man, that brings us back to when uh, basketball was, was just, it was, it was huge. NBA basketball was great. And the way my dad described it, he's not a big basketball guy. He watched it back in the day. He said basketball kind of went like this afterward, after that. Like in the early 2000s, and then it kind of went out. Now it's on the way back up. I think it still is huge. It's the biggest sport in no, it's the a, world. Yeah, I no, think. it's coming up. Well, it's a big worldwide sport. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's going like throw like comparison to today's NBA to that NBA is huge. So the question is, wait, can Thomas, we before yeah, you please. before you get into that, can I just add something? Yeah. So as I was watching the Last Dance, um, last week with um, you know, they're talking about the Bad Boys, Pistons, all that. And I just, like, I came to, like, a little epiphany, like, as I was watching it, is that, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, I just, I want to get back to that, like, smash-mouth basketball, like, all that, like, just the low-scoring games, everything. I, I don't. I don't think that's what basketball's all about. Like, the Bad Boys Pistons, like, granted, the Last Dance documentary probably made them, made the hatred, like, really high for them just because it was about the Bulls and everything. But just like me, like, this, that's just not basketball like i feel like basketball is so much more beautiful now just like with the game like back then that's just like tack like just seeing how the pistons wanted to just beat up michael jordan physically instead of just like wanting to beat him with skill that's just like that's like disheartening me and i feel like that's not how basketball should be played and i just honestly i love i love basketball like right now and i love how the sports evolved and i just like, just the evolving of basketball is so huge in the past years with the guys like Curry and everything coming onto the scene. I just I think basketball is in a really good place right now. The one thing that I think is going to evolve next is just the mid-range game is going to become a lot bigger, and that's what I'd like to see. I hope and, these rivalries continue. Yeah, I like the I like basketball. the rivalries, and I they like got, they got to come back more because way back in the day they were huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah they are I feel like and just. Like just like from a playing standpoint, I, I'd love to see the mid range game come back along with these three pointers because like yeah, basketball is beautiful right now and I like where it is, but sometime like the one thing that I take away from it is just like guys like James Harden are just jack up like thirty something shots a game, shooting 
like what are the biggest 30. rivalries of basketball now? Celtics, Sixers, what else? Celtics, Sixers. I'd say the LA's are pretty. Yep, both pretty good right teams. now, just because they're good. Um, no, uh, the Knicks. I feel like when the Knicks get good, that's when the rivalries are gonna heat up again. That, but like, yeah, like like New York and Boston's gonna be pretty big. I bet Chicago, New York, yeah. and Chicago, because they're gonna be coming up at the same time. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I'd say right now, honestly, I'd not even being biased. I'd say right now the best rivalry in the NBA is the Sixth and the Celtics. Need more Probably. than that. Need more than two or three. Celtics yeah. or another rivalry right. is the Sixers and the Heat. That's yeah. brewing. Yeah, over. those are. All I like that one. Games. I love the Heat Sixers games right now. Are there rivalries though in the NBA right now? Because like, back in the day when the when the Pistons and the Bulls turned uh, came on the TV, people turned it on. They mm-hmm. watched. I mean, are there those now? Where Not no, because nationally, the guys don't hate each other like they did back then. And I mean. Granted, on how you see it, you can see it as a bad thing or a good thing. But I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'm okay with the guys being friendly with each other. I actually kind of like it sometimes. I love when guys just, like, pay respect because I feel like all of their friends, like, you still see great competition like Katie and LeBron. They're good friends, but just those past, these past couple of finals, just seeing them dog out against each other, that's mm-hmm. just that's great for the game, I feel like. And I feel like just a sense of respect is a little bit refreshing because when you watch the last dance, you see that, you know, the Pistons didn't even shake the Bulls' hands. I feel like no, that that's not how it should be. So I guess I think the respect is a little bit is definitely much higher, and I kind of I kind of like that aspect of it right now. Yeah, but the your question was like, is there anything that's like kind of like that? No, but there's almost nothing that really compares to. It. I mean, there was like real hatred there, and like Julian was saying, guys are a lot more friendly, and. I'm with him. I don't hate it, but, you know, I like to see the Sixers and Celtics is getting pretty heated, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, it's, 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 it's getting up there, um, but, you know, there's really no real hatred like you, like you obviously saw in the last dance. Yeah. And, I wish, oh, go ahead, Julie, please. Yeah, like, just back on my point, it's just, like, I just, like, I like, like, just, like, heated rivalries and all that, but I just don't like. I don't like those bad boys Pistons. That's not how basketball should be played at all. I just I don't like that mentality of just I think basketball is a game where you need to beat somebody with skill, not with just like brute power and just abuse where you're just going to abuse the guy because he's the best player on the court. That's not how you should beat somebody. You should have to beat somebody with your skill. Totally agree. I wish in the NBA, and I, and I don't watch enough NBA maybe to speak intelligently on this, um, I do like in the playoffs how they kind of swallow the whistle a little bit. The refs, they kind of let them play more. Um, that's something I've heard, and I do like that. I wish there was a, a middle ground, though. The, the bad boy Pistons, that's, I mean, we can get rid of that. I don't love that, I mean, someone can just drive the rim. It seems like they don't get touched, and if they do, they go to the line. I wish there was a middle ground, but I don't know where we can find that. I just, I mean, LeBron is great. LeBron is a physical specimen. I wish when he drove the rim and, you know, and went for a dunk, I wish there was a little more, you know, defense there. It doesn't seem like people play a lot of defense now. And this kind of... Especially in the regular this, season. This sort of, like, gets into what the question was going to be, was, like, the comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron. And what I think it is is that... Back then, it was a lot more physicality, like almost too much to where it was like a completely different sport. And now it's like really flashy. And imagine, imagine MJ right now in this game. He'd be averaging 50 points a night. Yeah. He wouldn't have the physical and abuse. I feel like Can you imagine this? The thing, like, sorry to cut you off, like, you're my good. point, no, but you guys are good. just the thing I'm going to say about, like, how the fouls are a little bit, like, 
touchy a little bit is that the thing about that that's enjoyable to watch is that it's just seeing players like get smart with it. Mm-hmm. Like you notice that the great like the good players are getting to the line and there's like a little argument like are these players getting to the line because they're good and the rest are just like, oh, that's what the people want to see? Or are these players getting to the line because they're good and they know how to? Exactly, yeah. That was one of the points that I was going to make is like a guy like James Harden who takes, what, what, what is it, 30 shots a 30 night? Shots yeah, a night. he averages 30 shots a night. But he's getting to the line so often because he knows how to man, how to manipulate it. He knows how to manipulate his body, like how to, you know, like show it off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just like kind of you know, tell, show the ref that, you know, he's getting bumped and that's how the game is. But, you know, he's a smart guy with it. He gets to it. He gets the line constantly, especially on his jump shots too. I mean, like if there, he knows what the rule is, you know, you're not, you're, you're supposed to let the guy land. You're not supposed to get into like where he's supposed to land and he knows how to manipulate that. And I feel like, like you said, there's a lot more skill that's involved with it. The biggest thing I've taken from this is that there is no comparison between LeBron and MJ because mm-hmm. of the different times. That's the biggest thing I've taken from it. And like you said, like MJ would probably average 50 a night here. I think that LeBron's athleticism would get him similar numbers in that era. I mean, obviously he would get beat up a lot, but like he was so, LeBron is so much more athletic than any of those guys there. He but would that's, bully them in That's that where I disagree with that is because LeBron's play style is just different. LeBron's a physical specimen. He's not really skilled. And just in a time where the paint is so congested, I feel like he'd probably have a harder time LeBron's not skilled? Scoring. You want to take that back no, a little bit? That's not, yeah, that's not what not, I'm saying. Okay, he's saying in comparison to Jordan. Like Jordan yeah, in comparison Jordan to Jordan. Jordan was a lot more talented and like more mechanical. Like LeBron is more just like a physical freak. Agreed. So, yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to say, if it came off wrong. No, yeah, I got Sorry, you. Yeah, but, I know what you're saying. Um... Yeah, that's. I think it might be a little bit harder for LeBron to score, just because of how congested the paint was back then, and that's really where he gets most of his buckets. But then again, LeBron's great, and he's gonna adapt to times. Like, that's that's just the thing where it's kind of hard to compare because it's all like, you can't compare about how LeBron plays now because of course he's gonna be a physical specimen who just drives to the rack because he can. Yeah, you can't. You haven't really seen what happens when he can't. Yeah, and like that's the thing is we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Like. Michael Jordan, we say that he could probably drop 50 night. Could he? Probably, but like he, we'll just never know because it was a completely different game. The thing then. about Jordan is, though, I feel like it's a little bit easier to imagine him in this game. Very true. Other than LeBron, because mm-hmm. Jordan, you could like see his like skill. Like obviously, I, Jordan's a more skilled player than LeBron. I think we could all agree mm-hmm. on that. So you can kind of see like, okay, yeah, he's he's skilled enough where he could adapt to any game whereas LeBron not saying he's not skilled but you never really have to had to see him like rely on his skill too much just because of how much of a physical specimen he is mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that LeBron's not skilled I'm just saying like like obviously he shows a skill on a daily night the dude's a freak but like it's just it's a completely different yeah, it's game it's just completely different it's just um, kind of hard to explain and my only, my very last point on this is like, like you're saying, the paint was super congested then. But the way that I can see, like, when the way Michael runs the floor in transition is really impressive. But LeBron's just so more, so much more athletic than him mm-hmm. that I feel like in transition, LeBron would just be unstoppable. I mean, That's unless true. you like tackle him, like they did in that in yeah. that era. And so I feel like since he's more athletic than everyone, he's still going to be able to get to the 
uh, get to the bucket whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. And they still, it's not like they didn't call fouls back then, right? Yeah. It was just a lot, uh, in comparison, a lot more physical. And yeah. I feel like he would still do pretty well just because he would be a million times more athletic than most of the guys in that league. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a good for sports when sports have a villain. Mm-hmm. That's what, like back in basketball, like everyone hated the Pistons. That was great because everyone was like, "Oh, I want to beat the bad boys." You mm-hmm. know, I mean, and now, now in baseball, we have a real villain. It used yeah. to be the Yankees. I'm so happy that it's not now because the Yankees are you know the evil empire and all that. But now it's the Astros because they cheated. So and in hockey, I mean, you could say it's you know the Bruins. Or Bruins the, definitely. Bruins. You could say uh, maybe the Capitals. Leafs. Maybe the Capitals. Pants. Not a lot of people like Ovi. You know. But and just like just I love a, Obi. yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, like, some people don't like him. Just to back check a little bit to Thomas about how he's talking about getting the middle ground. I believe that the best basketball was played in the 2000s and the early 2010s, and I feel like that was the middle ground of everything. Whereas like it wasn't so soft where fouls getting called every single second, but it wasn't like Bad Boys era where you could just tackle somebody, and it was like that mixture. Like, there was just so many more talented guys in the league. So it's like the talent that we have now with some of the physicality that we had back then and then just, like, some of the technique where you could get fouls, foul calls. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, all mixed together just in that little era. Yeah. But the only problem with that is, is like Thomas said, is that's where it really died off. That's where not a lot of people watch. And so maybe that's what it is, is, like, people either want really flashy or they want something that's physical and they want something, you know, that they're going to want to watch. Like, like Thomas said, everyone turned on the uh, Bulls and Pistons game and now everyone's turned on to watch LeBron play against Kawhi and, or, uh, or Giannis or something like that because yeah. they're, they're flashy players and they're fun to watch and, you know, they score 40 points a night. Yeah. And I feel like we get us end with this. I feel like, I feel like basketball is a game where when it's played right, and it's like the most beautiful basketball would not be so appealing to a casual True. fan. Yeah. Like people now, any casual guy could just turn on the TV because Curry's playing and they want to see just the range on that guy and mm-hmm. just his great shooting ability because everybody loves to just watch shooters and just watch threes get jacked up and just like uh, flashy dunks and all that stuff. But like in that era, it was like defense mixed with those – um, elite offensive guys, but like, there wasn't a guy like Curry where like you could turn on. I was like, okay, this guy's like a guaranteed like forty a night. Mm-hmm. That's true. Be- because there were such there were still defensive stoppers in the game where it's like, okay, this guy could stop by this guy. Like, I feel like I love that era the most just because of the matchups. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody who could guard Curry. You're right. There's nobody who could guard a number of the players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you have like back in that era, like you you could have a guy who could give Kobe. A little bit of trouble, like Tony Allen. He yeah. was an elite defender at that time. Yeah. You could have guys who could give some of those guys trouble, but I feel like there's just not that now, just because of how the game's evolved and there's just such good offensive players. Yeah, that's a really good point. My only gripe about basketball, and well, we can uh, wrap it up after you guys can have a comment after this. Um, my only gripe against basketball, um, my biggest gripe against basketball is, and this is as a guy who doesn't watch a lot of basketball, maybe as much as you guys do. Um, I mean, the order would probably go, you know, Julian, Bobby, me, in order to watching basketball. I'll turn on the playoffs and watch, you know, like the second half of something. I just, I wish the regular season was, was more, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here, Bob. Like it was worth more. Like it just, there sure. was more value to it or 
I think you used the word watered down. In, yeah, it's really watered down. Episode. You wish the regular season was like the last month of it. Yep. Yeah, All cool. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there was something else to play for during the regular season. Because let's be real, it's pretty, if you're a good, like if you're an okay team, um, it's kind of hard to get in the playoffs. But if, if you're a team like the Lakers with two superstars on the team, you, it's so easy to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like You're going to win like a given 50 games uh, a year. You know what I mean? Um, I just wish that there was something more to play for during the regular season to make it a little bit more exciting. Look at you, Bob. Hey. You're always here making good points. It's me. Thanks. Julian, you're here too. <laughs> nah, you guys are great. That was that was good. I, I do like um I feel am I I'm not the only am I I'm not the only one here that's been to an NBA game, right? You've been to an NBA game, right? One. I've been to one, surprisingly. Minnesota, right? Yeah. No, I haven't seen a Sixers game yet though. I haven't seen a Sixers game. I went. To, I went. To, I can almost say I went to a bad one because it was 130 to like 80 because yeah. it was when the Pacers didn't have um, Oladipo. Oh yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, like just just another thing I'm gonna put in is I like I feel like I, I love the Sixers a lot, like just the team because I feel like the Sixers are a little flash of that era of like the 2000s and like the early 2010s. You guys want to know what I'm like? You guys know what I'm saying? Because uh, they're really? bruises. Okay, so I don't. The Sixers. I don't watch basketball. But I so the Sixers. The Sixers are. I feel like are the prototypical like 2000s era team because their bruises are on defense. The shootings like okay, they have a couple of shooters. Not a guy who can like consistently knock down threes every night. Like you have to have to really succeed and win a championship in the NBA right now. So you have a little mixture of that, and then you have. One of those big bruising centers, the best center in the league, Joel Embiid in the paint, which we'll touch on in a little bit. And, yeah, that's that's just kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's just that mixture of everything. And, they're honestly, they're a tough, a tough matchup because it's going to be tough to guard Ben Simmons. Like, if I'm thinking of, like, a, if the Warriors are healthy, like, that matchup would be kind of tough. Like, who's going to guard Ben? Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know, Clay. Yeah, and I feel like Ben has the ability to – Kind of stop Curry a little bit. Ben, yeah, he, he he's an underrated him. defender. Almost. Yeah, no, he's a good defender. Yeah, he really is. Like, he's a great defender. I'd yeah. say honestly. So, so they would just be that would be a tough matchup all the way around. And I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Like there's not it's not so much flash. Like it's a little bit of flash because obviously Ben yeah, is Simmons, a really yeah. yeah he's a really good point guard. But then still on defense you have Embiid who's a really good defender. You got Ben Simmons who's a good defender. You have Thibel. Yeah, who who is uh, an up and coming player and who is. Um, you know, a he's are, I feel like he's already one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, and so I feel like I, I get what you're saying, where there's like not as much flash and there's a little bit more bruising on defense. Um, but I feel like for the Sixers to be like really successful, they need like at least one great three point shooter. Like if I they want to win a championship, three point shooter right now. Our three point shooter right now. The best one. Our best three point. Probably shooter. not Matisse. No, definitely not. Um. Who did you guys have? You guys had Reddick, right? He shot Butler. Reddick, Reddick, and Butler. no, Reddick was Jimmy the best Butler shooter. Was the other guy. Jimmy Butler. He's on Miami, yeah. right? Reddick was the best shooter, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where so you know, Miami. Miami. Yeah. I oh, say, Reddick. Reddick. Oh, Reddick yeah, is in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. I'd say the best shooter on the team right now is uh, Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah. He's but he he's dude really, coming off the bench. Most of the time, oh. he's Simmons sub, isn't he? Like I like I always I don't I rarely ever see him and Simmons on the court at the same time. Brett's Brett's uh, rotations are so confusing sometimes. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching like a Tuesday night game and like 
I see Simmons off the court with Embiid, and I'm like, those are your two best exactly. guys. How do you not have at least one of your two yeah. best guys on the court? And That's where Horford's I disagree out there with by him himself. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. So okay, we're going to we'll, do... We'll, yeah, we'll move on to this. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. So you guys did an NBA thing. First and second team? Yes. Yeah. All right, so you guys can run through that. So how'd you guys... Well, what was the for, like, What was the thinking behind when you made it? So what was it? First and second team, like your first... First team, we really... So pretty much like our two teams... It's two guards and then three forwards. Yeah. I'd um, say that we tried to stick to... Currently. Current NBA players. Yep. Okay. I'd say that we tried to stick with the players' traditional positions, mm-hmm. but if there's, like, such a gap, then we like we're, we were like, we have to have a guy yeah. on the first team list, and we just put him on there. Yeah, like, really, I don't think that there's two centers who are top ten players in the NBA, no. which is what's going to be reflected in our first team. Yeah. You want to start with the second team or the first team? We'll start with the second team. Okay. You, you, could, you could do that one. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do the first. So, for our second team, uh, our point guard was Kyrie Irving. Our shooting guard was Clay Thompson. Our wing was Paul George. Our four was Kawhi Leonard. And our five was Joel Embiid. Um, this was a little bit tough because I haven't seen Kyrie play in a year. Uh, well, I mean, he played a little bit this year, but I mean, I really don't think You haven't think seen him he, play his best basketball. Yeah, he really wasn't at his full potential. Uh, Clay obviously, is recovering from his ALC, so we didn't... Uh, ACL. We, my bad. <laughs> you're good, you're good, you're good. Tripping. By the way, just on yes. record, I love Clay. I love the way Clay plays. Yeah. Clay is one of my favorite Dude, players. Dude, he's just such a, good, a, such a good shooter. Such a good shooter, and he can just lock you up on the mm-hmm. other side. And then a guy who's pretty similar to him is Paul George. Yeah. Um, Really good score on offense, and then he plays really good defense. He's played with a better handle. Mm-hmm. Like especially in uh, OKC, he played really good uh, defense like late in the year. Um, and ALC I feel like, is a women's clothing brand. Yeah, I don't know what that <laughs> I was. I don't know what that was. Um, next up, we have Kawhi. Uh, you know, He's I a freak. he he was almost in the first team, but I feel like that's just we would have had too many forwards. Like we'd have to take out. You'll see who we would have to take out, but and Kawhi is better than that one guy. Yeah, he is, but you just you couldn't put it on. Yeah, there. you can't. You can't what? You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll And then lastly is Embiid. Uh, he's the best center in the NBA right now. Really, the the argument for me is health. Yes, health, and sometimes it's Jokic and Embiid. Only problem with Jokic is he's not as good of a defender. Like Embiid is one of the best defending centers in the league like up, honestly up there with Gobert but Jokic just he doesn't play as good as defense as Embiid and he's not as skilled around the rim I, don't yeah, think. I was about to say that he's just not as polished on offense as yeah. Embiid is he just they're they're pretty much the same as shooting threes but I feel like just inside the paint Embiid has such an advantage over Jokic and the and just just both like technique just yeah. all that just like post moves they're, everything they're both really fun to watch but it's like on different spectrums so it's like Embiid is like really like you said he's polished on offense and he's fun to watch when he's around the rim. But Jokic is just so crafty and it's it's really impressive to see a guy that size like move the ball so well as you know a center and that system honestly out there in Denver is really good. And I feel like if you put Embiid in that system, he'd do what Jokic is doing but more. Because, yeah, because he can score more on offense. Yeah, because Embiid, like Embiid, can't really get too much into the passing game like Jokic is because there's not so many shooters on the outside. And I feel like Embiid hasn't reached his full potential because of the lack of spacing on the Sixers. There's just not great shooters there, so you can kind of just clog up the paint because the two best players, that's where they live. Mm-hmm. So the trade is Jokic for Embiid straight up? 
<laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I love Embiid. I, I want to keep Embiid and Simmons. <laughs> you just got to build around them. Yeah. I, I hate those conversations where people are like, oh, you got to trade one of them. No, you don't. It's the rest of the team that's a problem if you actually watch the games. Mm-hmm. All right, so that'll lead us into the, the first team. Uh, point guard, we got Curry. In my opinion, greatest point guard of all time. You could debate with me on that, but, yeah, I just I feel like Curry's the greatest point guard of all time. We'll probably get into that in a future episode. Probably. Sure. Um, at the two, this is the guy that we were talking about with Kawhi. We got James Harden. And I feel like like we just can't put Kawhi in there just because that would be too many forwards. But Kawhi is obviously better than James Harden. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it may seem like I hate on James Harden a lot. But it's not even James Harden. It's just a system that he's in. It's really not his fault. I don't it's think not, it is. It's not. I agree. I mean, D'Antoni is smart because, like, you know, that works for a little bit. works, like – Works in the regular season. Yeah, but it won't work in the playoffs. Especially, like, I Who's mean, that? Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Oh, okay. He likes Rockets. a lot of iso ball. Yeah, and it just really doesn't work in the playoffs, and we've seen that time and time again. Now, he goes out and get he gets Westbrook, and you know he pairs him up with Harden, and you know maybe that'll work. They they have PJ Tucker in the same corner every single time. I, it just it's an offense that doesn't work in the playoffs because they don't have a big when they're on. When they're out, when they're out in defense, so they're gonna get scored on like as many times, and they just gotta wish that the offense misses basically when they're on defense. Bob, I have a question for you. Okay. And I, the reason I'm not asking Joey is because Joey's not as big of a baseball guy. So, the way you guys describe the Rockets' offense, ISO ball doesn't work in the postseason. Is that kind of like if I were to put it in a baseball sense for me, like the Yankees for a while? And now they're kind of getting better at it with the signing of LeMahieu and Urshela and whatnot. They were forever, 2017 and 2018, swing for the fences, swing for the fences, go for a home run. If you strike out five times, we don't care. Mm -hmm. It's like strikeouts are whatever. So, but now they're trying to go more contact, put the ball in play. Do you see my connection there? Is that kind of what they're saying? Like that... Do you, am I, does that is that making sense? Yeah, that's making a little bit of sense. It's pretty similar, I think. Okay. Um, really, what D'Antoni's system is is he's basically hoping that James can get to the line, or he can just sink his three, and or he can dish it off to Tucker, or maybe even Westbrook can take it to the rack and get to the line, and that's really all that he's hoping for. And it's really just you know wishing that they get the call on offense or wishing that it goes in. And that's pretty similar, I think. Right. You know, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty, it's a pretty close analogy. Okay. Um, because I know exactly what you're talking about, you know. Home runner bust, three-pointer bust. Yeah. Okay. That's basically what it is. It's pretty much score bust because there's no defense there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, and that's, what, the, the the trade of Capella is so puzzling to me because he was a really good player. What else would they even really need to add? Because mm-hmm. they were already pretty deep. They had P.J. Tucker. They have Eric Gordon off the bench. Like you really don't need that much more offense on that team, and he was your really your defensive star, pretty much, and he can go up and get slobs. I, I it's really puzzling to me. I, I, yeah. I don't understand it. And I feel like a lot of people can say that defense is watered down in today's NBA, but I'd say that's not. I feel like defense is needed more now than ever. You're not going to win an NBA Finals without defense. Mm-hmm. It's that's not why needed, but do people play it as much? Do people go as hard on defense as they do on offense now? No, because there's so many teams that are like okay, we're just going to try to beat you on offense. And that's why there's just a select few of teams who can win the NBA Finals year in and year out. Because it's just that mixture of offense and defense. Like the Warriors, yes, they were 
so dominant offense, but they also had a great defense. Mm-hmm. Clay and Draymond were Clay, Draymond, solid, and yeah. KD. Yeah, KD stepped up his defense big time for mm-hmm. the Warriors. Toronto. So, yeah, Toronto, even Toronto, and and the other thing with Toronto is Toronto's another one of those teams where it's kind of a throwback because yes, they had Kawhi, but other than that, they also have like just like little solid contributors who aren't stars. Siakam, Van Vliet. Oh, uh, Lowry. Jack Honestly. Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much he contributes to that team? Thomas, Drake. We could put Drake. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, a little shout-out to his boy, Jack yes, Armstrong. Love him. Hope he's listening. He probably not. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like defense is needed now more than ever because that's ultimately is going to win you games. Defense wins you championships, and that holds true in the NBA. That's super cliche. I mean, it was cliche, but it's right. Yeah, it's true. Like, it really the, a team like the Rockets will – is a testament to that because they probably have, like, one of the best offenses. They're dropping 130, 140 points every other night. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit of exaggeration, but they're dropping a lot of points every night. Yeah. And they just can't win the playoffs. So, yeah, moving on moving on from that. Uh, at the at one of our forwards, we have LeBron. That's a given. Um, one of the greatest players of all time. Top three. Yeah, given. Yeah. Next up, KD. Another given. Just... Again, I feel like he's the greatest player. He's the best player in the NBA right now. And, yeah, just another given. We've already dove into him enough. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what Katie yeah. can do. And, I mean, you could say another given right is he here. Is fully recovered? No, no not yet. No. I, I don't think he's a – he definitely recovered well, though. Was it August they were saying? Um, I know that he wasn't going to play the whole entire season. It's probably around that. Okay. That Achilles takes a while to yeah. recover from. But he, I, I saw he was, like – he was definitely ahead of his um, recovery, but – he, he wanted to take his time. Yeah. Uh, the Nets year wasn't this year. It's going to be in the coming years from now. They're still, they're still, like, a couple pieces away. I mean, they have they have Harris, who's a really good shooter, and that's what Kyrie and KD, I think, need is just, like, another guy who's going to They have Dinwiddie, up. too. Yeah. That's a solid mm-hmm. six-man. Great six-man, actually. That's a, that's going to be a fun team to watch, I think, in the East. Yeah, you got Karis Levert. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. And then, just another given at the other forward spot, it's just Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um could have, well, might still be a back-to-back MVP winner. Just great guy, great player. Just yeah. Just There's abuses. not much more to say, and that's this was what's kind of what was kind of hard is, you know, we wanted to try to make it to a, a center on each team, but like I feel like that is just the best lineup in the league. It is. And you know, you could maybe you, you could say either uh, Giannis or KD could play the five, but. If there's those five guys are on the are on the court, I don't you know you might play them a hundred times, you might win once. You know yeah, I, mean? I say if we, I say if we put Kawhi in this, I'd say that KD would play the two, Curry would play mm-hmm. the one, LeBron would play the three, Kawhi would play the four, Giannis, Giannis would play the five. five. Yeah, yeah, but that's not how we did. We wanted at least two guards in there, and then you got to put you got to put those guys. Yeah, there. you can't put Giannis in the second team. I'm pretty happy to put Embiid in the first team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's our uh, all NBA teams. I know the guys made up a all NBA We did teams, an all so we'll we did an all baseball team currently, just like that. We didn't do two teams because um, basketball is only five people um, on the court. Now, Julian, I'm gonna almost I don't want to say quiz you. I just want you to answer yes or no for each of these names that I rattle off, Bobby and I. I just want you to say yes or no if you've heard of them or not. Okay. Sure. Can you do that? Yeah. All right. Starting pitchers. Bobby, do you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I, I wrote Starting it pitchers. DeGrom, have you heard of him, Julian? Yes. All right. Cole? Yes. Scherzer? Yes. I th- You know what? You know what I think would be a little bit more fun? Is name the team that they yeah, play for? Yeah, name the team that they All play right. for. DeGrom? 
DeGrom plays for the Mets. Nice. Cole? Cole plays for the Yankees. Who did he play for previously? He played for... Mmm. I f- okay, I feel like it's a team with orange in it. It's a team with orange in it. Mm-hmm. He played for... Is it out west? No, they're technically in the They're west, technically in the west. But they're more of a central... Yeah. They're more in the central part. <laughs> I know, dude, I know. Well, as soon as I give my hint, you're going to get it right away. Give me that. They're cheating scumbags. I hate oh, them. Astros. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, before that, Pittsburgh. And I'm sure Scherzer plays for the Nationals. Yeah, Ooh, buddy. Nice. Bobby, go ahead. He's killing it. Uh, so we're going to go to... You want to do relievers first? Yeah. This is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get one of them. Yeah, you'll definitely get one. Uh, our first one is Josh Hader. I feel like he plays for Nationals. No. No. He plays for the Brewers. Okay, he plays for the Brewers. This one's going to be tough. I don't. I really don't expect no you way. to get this. No way. Uh, his name is Kirby Yates. Uh, he, I'll give you a hint. He plays in the National League West. That's not a good hint. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> California. Yeah. Southern California, but not L.A. The Padres? Uh-huh. Yeah. Padres? Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we have Aroldo Chapman. Oh, the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. I like this. Got a lot of Yankees on our team. Yeah. All right, I'll do the uh, the infield. We have first base Pete Alonzo. Oh, he plays for the um, Pete Alonzo. That sounds very familiar. Plays for... You've heard of him. Yeah, give me a hint. Uh, East Coast. Okay. Hit hard by the coronavirus. Mm. Plays for the Matt. The Mets. Oh, Yankees. Lindor. Francisco Lindor. The Braves. No, not the Braves. Mm. Not the Braves. Not the Braves. Not the Braves. The Cleveland Indians. Nice. Same color. Yeah, co- same colors. The colors can go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I never actually realized that. No and the one... same similar mascot. Would you look at that? I I knew no it was the Indians. By the way, I, no creativity. Yeah, that got me. Yeah. I knew it was the Indians. The color scheme just got me. A bit. Nolan Arenado. He plays for the uh, the Rockies. Nice. Killing Soon it. to be the Cardinals. Soon. Maybe. <laughs> Same with Mike Trout. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I can wish. No, nah, man, Mike Trout's going to Philly. He just right. signed Coming a 13-year, $400 million deal. There's going to be a trade. They're going to trade the entire They're not going to trade. Yeah, you, you, have to, you, you have to trade your stadium to get Mike Trout. I'm okay with that. With All right, in the outfield, we have Christian Yelich. Oh, the Bruce. That's your boy. That's my boy. Uh, why do you like? What, what's your deal with Christian Yelich? What, what's that love affair about? You love him. He looks I don't like know he gets why. girls. Because he gets girls. Yeah. And he's good. Yeah. Late bloomer, Christian Yelich. He has a lot of really cool friends too. Yeah, he just looks cool. That's. He hangs out with Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Yeah, I was about to say he looks like Pete. He Davidson. He looks like Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, he just he looks like he gets girls. He looks like a cool guy. So. He's yeah. really good. He's really good at baseball. Uh, in right field, we have Mookie Betts. He now plays for the. Oh, who did he get traded to? You got this. When you said he now, you got this. Uh, no, 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 no. He plays, he plays out west. Mm-hmm. Now, he plays for, does he play for an LA team? Mm-hmm. Okay, he plays for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. And lastly, in the outfield, we have Mike Trout, Michael Trout. Uh, the Angels. Yeah. And then, Philly guy. And Philly then, guy. Yeah, and then our DH is uh, Cody Bellinger. Oh, I know that name. Bellinger. I feel like a girl. 
You know, I feel, like, I feel like when you like quiz girls on sports <laughs> to see if they're right for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you guys no, no, no. Girlfriends, how do they do with these sports quizzes? Hate sports. She's pretty good. Bobby's like. I mean, yeah. she she could say like, she could say who LeBron James yeah. is, but Bobby's like, yeah, my girlfriend's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who he plays for. L.A. Dodgers. Dodgers. Gotcha. Yeah. I do. I like the list. There's a few. I Pete Alonso. The one thing that's tough for me is only one year. Mm-hmm. It's the only. But really promising. He's, that's he's the only gonna, reason I said that was because he hits a lot of home runs and he's yeah. really promising defensively. And I feel like he's just gonna get even better. Better. Uh, and then our other one was Lemayhew. Uh, we wanted uh, he Thomas surprisingly wanted to say Jose Altuve. But, I can't deny his talent, but he's a cheater. But yeah, I I came right out and said it. Like he hit 425 at home in the playoffs, and then. Like what, one ninety eight? I I know, but you, can't, but you can't deny how good he is. I kind of can because he's a cheating scumbag. I zoned out a little bit. Who are we talking about? Oh, Altuve. Altuve. Okay, well I heard cheating scumbag. So yeah, I would I would have known that already. Mm-hmm. And then Buzzer. the other ones that you know I kind of had trouble thinking of were relievers. I mean, the first one that came to mind was Hater because he throws hard and he's always had a pretty good ERA. And then like Yates had a really good year. There's, last there's year. other ones you could throw in there. Adovino mm-hmm. is good. Um, there's a few other guys that you could do. Yeah, and then Chapman was pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I would want to put Hicks there because they both throw really hard and they're, mm-hmm. they're really consistent. But Hicks was hurt this year, and Chapman's really consistent too. So, I who's feel your like... guy's most hated player in all sports? Mine's Altuve. In my opinion. Yeah, or... you're, you're you're most hated player in all sports. Who you hate the most? I really don't like Chris Bryant at all. Yeah. yeah, he's just a jerk. You do hate Chris Bryant. He's just a jerk, and he's not even that good. He's okay. You can't say he's not, not good. He's all right. Second he played, he played well in 2016. He's played the second great. or third best player on their team. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, that's tough for me. Most hated Because, player. like, I want to say a Cowboys player, but the thing about the Cowboys is mm-hmm. I don't necessarily hate their players. I just hate their organization. Yeah. And their fans. their fans yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Like, like I don't hate Dak Prescott. I hate him because he plays for the Cowboys. Right. If Dak Prescott played at somewhere else, I'd be like, oh, whatever, Dak Prescott. I, I mean, yeah. Mari Cooper, you don't hate him. No, nah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate any of them. You don't hate him, do you? No. No, he's a good player. I mean, I hate one of them if they, like, like obviously if they say comments about the Eagles, I'm going to, like, right. frown upon it, but like, okay, what did I expect you to say? Yeah, what do you expect them to get? That's, like, that's, why, that's why it's like, dude, when fans get up in arms about a player saying, like a rival player saying something about their team, it's like, what do you expect them to say, dude? Like, obviously it gets me a little bit mad. It's like, okay, it's fire to the game next week. But it's like, dude, I wouldn't get mad if the Eagles players said something about, a, about the Cowboys. So, so do you like it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I do that a lot. Um, you know, <laughs> I'd say, I think it you might be. You used to hate LeBron back in the day. I remember that. But nah, I think I you've got yeah, dude, that I, I've, I've. He's matured. I found out why I don't like LeBron just because of his fans. Yeah. I think I hate Marcus Smart the most. Who? Marcus Smart. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. Dude, I I just, he's a player for the Celtics. And I just, I hate him. He's just a roach. He's the most hated player in all sports right now? Yeah, dude, he's just annoying and he's just like not good. Okay. Yeah. I I, I was expecting like a bigger name that you didn't like. I gotta think on that. There's not really a lot of big name guys there. Like, no one in basketball. Really no one else in basketball, really. I hate Isaiah Thomas right now. Oh, not yeah. not the current Isaiah Thomas, the past Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. I mean, I could say Tom Brady, but I just, that, I mean that's pretty similar to doing. I just don't like the Patriots either. Yeah. They always beat us. I got Brady, but Brady's got caught cheating. Yeah. That's not a thing. On a few on a few occasions. 
All right, let's go to trivia. So right now the scoreboard shows it's tied four, four to four. four. I knew it was tied. I can't remember how many points we got. So four to four. We have three trivia things, two questions, and then we have one um, one of the other games. Um, so first question, which and you have four choices here. Which school has the most first round selections in a single NFL draft? Miami in the 2004 draft. Florida in the 2010 draft, Alabama in the 2011 draft, or LSU in this year's 2020 draft. No, I wrote my answer down right away, but now I'm, but now I'm, I'm second guessing myself. But where's your answer, Bob? Oh, here we go. Yeah. So Bobby's answer submitted. He has LSU in the 2020 draft, and Julian. What is that? Miami in the 2004 draft? It is Miami in yeah. the 2004 draft. Yeah. Is that who you were? Yeah. I think I, the only reason why I can um, think about like what your thought was on that is that you saw the stat where they drafted like every starter on their offense mm-hmm. and defense. Yeah, but like as soon as I heard the question, like I kind of second guessed myself because I knew that was who was it? That was Gore. That was Reed. That I'm was looking it up right now to get the Gore Reed. There was um, was did Ray Lewis go to Miami? Well, they had six players in the I don't first think round. So. so they had Sean Taylor. <laughs> yep, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow the second. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Miami, Ohio, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Jonathan Vilma, linebacker, um, DJ Williams, linebacker, uh, Vernon Casey, offensive tackle. Vince Wilfork. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Vince Wilfork. That's Big a good team. Uh, so, yeah, Miami had six players drafted in the first round. LSU had five yeah. drafted this year. So, Julian's up five to four. Next, who is the fastest player to reach 5,000 career receiving yards since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970? Michael Thomas, Odo Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, Julio Jones. What, 5,000 receiving yards? Fastest player to reach 5,000 career receiving yards since 1970, the NFL-AFL merger. Hmm. So I'll do. I'll say the choices again. Michael Thomas, Odo Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, Julio Jones. Is this one tough? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with this. I'm going to go over today. What was I, there? I, I don't know. know. I know. I don't know about mine. Might be, uh, we'll start with Julian's first. He went with Odell Beckham that Jr. That's wrong. And that is correct. Oh, really? It took him <laughs> 54 games. Uh, I thought Bobby so. had Michael yeah. Thomas. Yeah. That is incorrect. So I was, I was going to put Michael Thomas down. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good guess. So Julian's up 6-4. So Bobby, now do you guys know, <laughs> Bobby could say, yes, we don't need these anymore. Okay. Um, Bobby could say, yes, let's do make this work. Last time we made this one work two points. Do you want to make this game worth two points? It's whatever. I mean, Julian, yeah? Yes. All right, Julian's up. So he's looking to go up looking by to go up. Looking to go up eight to four. Wow. All right, so this one is just back and forth. Name doesn't have to be in order. Oh, shoot. Yep, remember that? Yeah, I thought we were doing another trivia question. No. Nope. It is naming Super Bowl MVPs. I'm done. Maybe. Okay. Okay? Let's go. So we're going to do a coin toss. 
So, Bob, Julian, you won. You got the last two, so you're up on the scoreboard. So, go ahead and choose it, heads or tails. Tails never fails. Another cliche thing by me. It yeah. is tails. You want to go first? I, can't, I don't even know who this series was. Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, go ahead. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes oh, won uh, in 2020. Dude, I couldn't even think of who was in this year. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Now, here, now, here's what I'll say this. I'm glad you said Tom Brady. You can't say him like, oh, he won in 2004 and he won in 2015 mm-hmm. or 17. Mm-hmm. So he's he counts as one. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got get that one out of the way. That was, was going to be a Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles in 2018. Oh, so we're, are we naming them off in order? No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, year before Foles was another Brady, right? So uh, I'm going to go Manning. Which one? Uh, do I have to tell you that one? Yeah, you gotta tell me which Manning. Oh, Peyton. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant. I thought you meant. Which, oh no. Which year? Peyton. Yeah, there's two Mannings. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Eli. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of who the Seahawks one was. Yeah. It was, was a linebacker. I was thinking that one. And uh, I don't think it was Bobby Wagner. I know it was KJ Wright. Nope. 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 Von Miller. He did win in yeah. 2016. Yeah. Backed out on the Seahawks Super Bowl one. 50. Huh? Backed out on the Seahawks Yeah, one. dude, I'm not confident in that at all. <laughs> I'm very scared of that one. Okay. Now it gets a little bit more tough. Yes, it does. Gotta look back a little bit. This is where my history comes in. Because this is like a bunch of like... Those Seahawks ones are just ones that are so this bunched. Is, honestly, this is such a toss-up. The thing about those the Super Bowls before that, like all the Seahawks ones, is I watched them when I was like a little bit like in middle school and all that, and I didn't really focus on Super Bowl mm-hmm. MVP. I just kind of watched it. Yeah, there's a few looking at the list. If you name like good players that made Super Bowls, you might get them, but we'll wait till we get there. There's a there's a bunch more that you guys can get early. I don't like this at all. <laughs> you may, you're missing 2019. That was one. Wait, um, we're missing 2019. Yeah, it wasn't Brady. Oh, okay, okay. So that was, oh, that was the. You don't have Rams. to pick that one. That was okay. That was the Rams. That was Rams Patriots. Patriots. That was the worst Super Bowl ever. I'll <laughs> say that. Right yeah, here. no, that was like a lot of people say that they love like defensive games, but that that wasn't I do, even, that I wasn't even a defensive them, but... game. That was just bad offense. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I'll go out on a limb here. Defensive coordinator game. That's what yeah. that was. You know what? I I think that. Is this game going to end this early? Julian Edelman. There you go, 2019. Yeah, Julian I thought so. Edelman. I, I wanted to say nice. that at the first, but I just wanted to think on it a little bit. That Super Bowl sucks so bad. So that means, so tell me if I'm wrong. Brady won how many? Sorry, Four. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that. Brady won how many? Four. Okay. So that means he won uh, the Falcons one. I'm still mm-hmm. so st- so stuck on this Seahawks one. So stuck. Don't don't risk it now. I know I but like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He won in two thousand eleven? Yep. Back to Julian. Oh, no. I'm thinking about Ravens 49ers. Hmm. Oh. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Ravens won it, but I feel like it's the obvious. But is it? The QB, is it? Oh man, this is so stressful. <laughs> I hate it. Because you could go down by a lot, or you could tie it. Uh-huh. 
Huh. I don't. I don't think I want to go with that. You know what? I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna guess that Russell Wilson has won one. No. No. You're out. Okay. Bobby That's got fine. two. Keep Joe K- Flacco win. Joe Flacco did. No, oh, I should have said Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. I wanted to say it. Joe Flacco. Was it KJ right? No, it was Malcolm Smith. Oh, I was not gonna get that. Oh, I, was not gonna get that. I, want, I was. I was gonna say Joe Flacco was like. So, I'll read them off. So, Mahomes, Edelman, Foles, Brady, you guys got that one. Von Miller, Brady won it in 2015. Malcolm Smith, 2014. Flacco, 2013. Eli, Rodgers, Breeze in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009, Santonio Holmes. I, so, that was another one that I was going to get stuck on was because that was that was Steelers-Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that game was in Tampa, and that was the toe-tap game. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Roethlisberger, who was the guy on defense, Uh Harrison yeah. or Holmes. And that one was going to be like my wild card. Yeah. There's Eli, Peyton. Um, I didn't know they went back to back to 2008. Um, Heinz Ward. Yep. Um, 2006. Deion Branch, Brady, Dexter Jackson for the Bucks. That's, where, that's where it gets hard. And then Ray Lewis, Kurt Warner. I wanted John to say Elway. Ray Lewis, too. You see, I wanted to just name out like good players. But I was like, that's kind of not fair. John Elway? Was it Elway, 99? Yep. Elway won it. Yeah. I almost had him. Yeah, a little bit of me don't want to just say like good players, but mm-hmm. I, like to a degree, that's kind of not fair. It's really not because it's go such back, a toss up. If you go back, I mean Steve Young. Yep, remember him? Here's one. You ready for this one? Desmond Howard, 1997 kick returner. Mm-hmm. How about that one? Um, Did Emmett Montana Smith. win one? Joe Montana. Yep, yeah, he I won three. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I wanted to say Joe Montana, but I couldn't name the year. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, Phil Sims. Um, oh yeah. Bradshaw won two in a row. Mm-hmm. 79 and 80. Um, yeah, after that it gets kind of... Then we get to Joe Namath and Bart Starr. So. <laughs> Namath actually That's probably would have been a good one. That is a football name. It's a sick football name. What's that? Good catch, Bart, Bart Starr. Star. Are you kidding me? Bart Starr, yeah. Also Broadway Joe. That's a sick name. Yeah. Um, what, are, what do you guys think? Best nicknames? Uh, like, I'll I, give you my, I got mine right now. Like in all sports or in like yeah, the NFL? Yeah, I got NFL? mine right now. Okay. Megatron. Yeah, yeah, okay, that is good. That is good. I was thinking yeah, about buddy. that because, you know, the guys know I've been on a little Transformers mm-hmm. bench. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... Of course, like, that's, that's, that out. Yeah. Dude, that's such a weird, like, movie to binge, but, like, that's, that was just, like, the first movie I watched. I remember I was, like, five years old watching the first Transformers, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, I was in, like, second grade, I wanted to be a Transformer when I grew up, so... <laughs> Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Calvin Johnson, also a sick football name. But also Megatron is yeah. the best nickname ever. Megatron. I like Night Train Lane. Yes, that one's sick. Um, I don't even have, I don't even have a good one. No, you still like that's like, Megatron. I, I, I can't top that. Mine's gonna be super lame. Yeah, Megatron's a good one. That's my. Favorite. So that is obviously that's after the Transformer Megatron. It's gotta be. And then if you remember, Greg Who Zerloin. Gave him that? Oh, probably himself. Greg the Leg. Or oh wait, dude, Black Mamba. We're uh, talking about. We'll end it on that. <laughs> you know, the little mic drop, Mamba out. Mamba that's... out. We'll end it on that one. And but and Greg Zerwine, Legatron. Oh, as a kicker okay. myself. But no, Black Mamba was. I thought it was Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg Zerwine, but they also Legatron. Legatron. That is sick. That's <laughs> Isn't sick. it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was okay. I, someone called me. That. So, uh, fellow teammate and wide receiver Roy Williams, nicknamed Johnson Megatron, due to his large hands being similar to that of the towering Decepticon. So they named it after his hands, and not the fact that he's six five or six six. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good uh, comparison, though. Yeah. Megatron, Calvin. That's a little bit weird person. Uh, 
like when you think of big hands, mm-hmm. it's gonna go straight to Megatron. So a little weird, but my lot is this isn't really a nickname for a player, but Bob the K Gun offense. That was sick. That was something that's mm-hmm. not a player, but yeah. it's a cool nickname. I think the dumbest nickname is the people eaters. That is like the second best one. I that's think. Stupid. Uh no. Are you mad because you didn't You're get wrong. that in trivia? <laughs> no, I just think it's stupid. Dude, Benny would have gotten that one. Benny <laughs> said. Benny said he knew it, and then we put him on the spot. and He didn't get the trivia right. <laughs> um, all right, so that's um, that will do it here for um, this edition um, of CBJ Talk. I don't even know what episode we're on. I think we're on fifteen. Yep, something like that. Something like that, 15. Um, that was fun. I didn't. I liked how we um, kind of talked about the NBA there and all that stuff. So um, our thanks to uh, Meg Musal, our director of social media, Matt Seeley, our director of graphic design, and our social or our audio supervisor, Miss Mahar, Thomas Bio, June Andriola, and Bobby Atlas saying so long from our Western New York studios. Stay safe, tune in next time, and have a great rest of your day.